When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We did talk about uh, just changing the show up a little bit. We had a special Because we had to. Because <laughs> we had to. And we've had to pivot. And we've pivoted to our next guest who is brought to you, us by Toolkit Depot, your trade pro partner. Nail your Christmas shopping list at Toolkit Depot with our huge range of tools and top brands. Uh, we have got my brother, Troy Menzel, on the line. Troy, how are you going? Hey, boys. How are we? Back-to-back Troys. Yes, we do. (laughs) Now, I'm guessing you've just uh, finished your weights. Yeah, yep. Just knocked off a bit of rehab and a bit of weight. So good timing, actually. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. The AFL draft for the second night is about to start. We're probably about 20 minutes away. And so what we thought we'd do is we'd get you on uh, and just to talk about your draft experience. uh, I was obviously a part of it and am aware of what happened draft night, but just uh, fill in the listeners at home, I guess, how the experience was for you. Yeah, so mine was back in, geez, back in 2012 now. So, yeah, 10 years ago. And um, that was held up in the Gold Coast up there. First time I think I'd been moved out of Melbourne. So, um, yeah, flew up there for, for the night, for the weekend. Um, so with, with some family flew up there and um, they, they put you up in the hotel and, um, yeah, you go you go up there during the day, like during draft night. You go up there that day, so you're not up there. You don't have a heap of time to sort of relax up there. And then once once we got up there, it was sort of um, check into your hotel, have maybe an hour or two to yourself, and then um, pretty much the media stuff sort of sort of got going. And you had a few interviews and and whatnot. And I think there's about twenty twenty of the boys invited to draft night. So the clubs usually pick their they send a list through and they pick the 20, 20 names that are most come up, most likely to get selected um, early on in draft night. So there's about 20 of us up there and I think about probably 15 or 16 of the boys knew they were pretty confident of where they were going. Um, but for me, I actually really had absolutely no idea. I had a few clubs say they would take me if I was available at, at, um, at certain picks. So I, I spoke to Western Bulldogs a lot. They had five and six and... Um, they were pretty pretty strong, saying that they would like to take me to one of those, which didn't happen. Um, Port at seven said that if I was there, they would most likely take me, which didn't happen. Um, so fell through, and Carlton was actually a team who um, I'd barely spoken to pre-draft. So I'd had an interview with them maybe halfway through the year, but apart from that, I'd had no contact with them really at all. So it wasn't until actually probably about 30 minutes before the draft started um, the head recruiter at the time, Shane Rogers, actually just came up to me out of nowhere and just sort of shook my hand and said, "Oh, good luck, mate." Um, which, in hindsight, I think he knew they he was gonna they were gonna take me, but it was sort of something I just glanced over. Looking back on it now, you you sort of read between the lines there. But yeah, once once I fell to Carlton and it was their pick, I actually didn't really have any expectations that they were gonna take me. So when they did take me, it was actually a bit of a surprise. It's interesting, isn't it, Troy? That uh, recruiters do, I guess, make promises that aren't always accurate and, and true. And they do say, we're going to take you at this pick. We're going to pick you at seven. We'll pick you at nine. It doesn't happen. 
the players above you, you said that a lot of them had an idea where they were going to go. Did that play out as they expected? And who are a few of the names from your draft that have uh, gone on to do big things? Yeah, so I think it was, it was pretty set in stone. Whitfield was going to go at number one. Um, O'Rourke and Plowman were going to join him two and three. Three Victorian boys going to GWS. Um, the, the one they were tossing up was the, the, the Jimmy Tumpus and Ollie Wines at pick four. Um, Ollie Wines obviously had a lot of connections with Jack Viney, um, family connections there, and, and Jack got selected um, in, the, in the mini draft the year before. So the toss-up there, which what the clubs weren't sure which were going to go, which way it was going to go, and uh, Melbourne ended up going with Jimmy Tumpus, which meant um, Port went with uh, Ollie Wines at seven. So that sort of is why that fell in place. But, yeah, there's a couple there. Whitfield's gone on to become a, a great player. Um, Bulldogs at five and six actually picked Jackson McRae and Jake Stringer. So they um, did very well with those two picks there. They also had Lockie Hunter later on in the draft in that one. So uh, they did very well. Uh, Ollie Wines, obviously, at seven. Uh, Nick Roston went at eight to Richmond Tigers. He's a three-time premiership player, so they've done really well there. Joey Danaher was a father-son um, at pick 10. And Sam Mays, I think, went at pick nine to Brisbane. And he um, he ended up playing a fair few games as well. So there's there's a top 10, which probably yeah went on to play quite a few AFL games, really. Yeah, there's some profile names there and some decent players there. Now, you probably agree with me here that Port would have been disappointed that uh, Melbourne picked uh, Jimmy Tumpus instead of Ollie Wines? Uh, I, I think, yeah, they, they, they would have been a little bit. Um, I think a lot of clubs also had Jimmy going at, in the top three as well. Um, but with GOS going with the three Melbourne boys, you can understand why they wanted to do that. Um, yeah, Port probably weren't really sure where where he was going to land. But I think Bulldogs as well um, could have floated the idea of taking Tumpus and myself at five and six uh, with two Adelaide boys if he was there. So, yeah, it was sort of a wild card one where he wasn't too sure where, where he was going to play out. So, Troy, you talk about... Uh, there's a lot of talk about kids and the go-home factor. And for you, were you even have that in the back of your mind that when you went to Carlton that you'd come home to Adelaide sooner or later or, or was it just, I want to play uh, for Carlton and that's it? Yeah, I, I think I think at that stage I was I was just happy to be drafted, to be honest. Um, you do, I, I guess when you do speak to recruiters going into it, you do sort of get into your mind of where you think you're going to go and um, how you're going to fit into a club. And like I know for me, I was speaking to a couple of clubs really closely I sort of started to picture myself there and um, how I'd go there and where I'd fit in there and what position I'd play there. So I think when I when, when Carlton did select me, I, I kind of had to um, those thoughts that I had and those I guess preparations that I had sort of had to take a back seat and I sort of had to you know redo all that again. But apart from that, I didn't really have a, a go home factor. Obviously, with Port being in the mix, it was one where it's like oh, I'd be nice to to sort of stay home and get picked by an Adelaide club but um, for me it was it was just happy to be drafted and, and to be completely honest like out of out of all the clubs I think who had the next 10 picks um, Carlton was, was one of the biggest clubs and, and probably the, the best selection for me. Do you remember the day walking into the Blues for the first time and was it uh, the coach was the coach there to meet you what happened on that first day when you walked into the Blues? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, so there's three of us that got drafted: myself, Nick Graham, and Tom Tomei. And um, we were staying at we were staying at the hotel just across the road from from the club. And and we said be they just said be at the club at eight a.m. or nine a.m. or whatever it was. And this was when the boys were 
Um, I think they were still on off-season, or they just finished a camp, so they had a few days off. Um, so there was no one really in the club, so we we walked in there with the um, player welfare manager, and um, the first person we ran into was, was Mick. So I think Mick had us for probably about the next four or five hours, and we ended up, he ended up taking us for about a 20-kilometre altitude bike session, and... Um, did some running on the ground, so it was sort of a, a welcome, welcome to a footy club, and get stuck straight into it from Mick. I think he just sort of wanted to stamp his authority on a little bit. But yeah, I think that first day we we only ran into a few of the boys that were floating in around the club, so it was a pretty quiet introduction for us, really. Um, I'm pretty sure I actually went over there for a couple of days, and then was able to come back to Adelaide for three, four days because um, the boys were away from the club for about a week. Now, Mateus Philippou obviously went at pick 10 last night to St Kilda. Adam DeLoya, another Eagles boy, hopefully going to get picked tonight. Where do you potentially see Adzi going in the draft and any other South Australian players you think might go? Yeah, look, I'd love to see Adzi get picked up. Um, he's, he's, he's a very good footballer. He's got a fantastic character and he's, he's a player who, if a club selects him, he's He's a guy you want on your list. He, you know, he's going to work hard. He's going to do all the right things, and um, he, he brings great culture to the club. I, I think, I think for him, hopefully in the third, fourth round, uh, potentially, I can, I could see a Geelong or a Sydney type taking him. Um, I could see them trying to mould him um, into into the player they want him to be, in, and I can see him fitting really well um, as a person and his characteristics into those clubs. So I think there too that. That could be a sneaky chance to take him. Um, it's going to be interesting with with the Adelaide boys. You have you have a lot of the under 18s coming through, but there's also the, the guys like your Brett Turners and all that who are coming off a list who who you don't know, like may get may get picked up again and may get a, a second lifeline. Um, but then again, like with with clubs, we don't know how deep this draft's going to go. So uh, are certain clubs only going to take two, three, four selections? Um, are we going to see a, a, a deep draft going um it's i guess it's all up in the air at the moment with with that a little bit it's one of the more i guess doubtful ones that we've had in the past few years yeah absolutely it is with only potentially 50 picks taken there's not as many as there was i guess when you were drafted maybe 80 and i was probably a similar amount or a similar number so just before we let you go, uh, Soccer World Cup, we're going to touch on it in a second. Uh, I don't know if we have asked you, who's your pick to win the Soccer World Cup? We've talked about it a little bit with uh, what teams are standing out. And do you think Australia will go through to the next stage? Yeah, so I, I did. I picked Argentina at the start of the tournament. I think they had their kick up. Um, they're back on track now. They should get through. They should be interesting because if Australia do get through, it's probably going to be an Argentina-Australia matchup in the round of 16. Um, so I, I'm still rooting for Argentina. I think Brazil looked very strong. Um, they're the other ones to beat, I think. Um, and with Australia, I, I think we can hold on for a draw. I think we can hold on for a draw, and I think we'll scrape through. I second that. I agree with you there. Troy Menzel, thanks for joining us here on Sports Day SA. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, Troy. There you go, Bon. So we pivoted. We got Troy on to talk about his draft experience. Uh, some really good names in the top 10 there of his draft. Yeah, but it's a very, very healthy draft. Um, it's good to uh, have some contacts too, isn't it? It is. It's handy that uh, you've got a brother that plays footy and 
<laughs> we can call him at the last minute and get him in. Absolutely. That's Credit very nice. to uh, Sammy, our producer here, for getting him on the line. He talked about his draft story and not being certain where he was going to go. I think a lot of players do experience this as the draft is just kicking off for tonight. We are on the clock at pick 22 with the GWS Giants. Uh, about five minutes to make their pick. I think you'll see it go through much quicker tonight than what it did last night. Yeah, but I think so too. I think uh, – just one quick one from my situation, my draft bonds. I agree with Troy in the way that a lot of clubs say things, but it doesn't actually come off. One uh, interesting one that I haven't talked about a lot was Brisbane Lions were really keen on me and they okay. they came and visited my house multiple times, which isn't that common for clubs to do. They might meet you in their city or in Melbourne when you're doing draft yeah. camp or something. And they had pick 15 and their recruiter had said to me, we're really keen to take you. We we really want you at 15. And then about a week or two before the draft happened, Brendan Favola got traded from Carlton to Brisbane. And it was pick 15 that Brisbane gave up to go to Carlton. Right. And they were on the phone the next day and said, look, we are not going to get you. We've got pick 29. We think you'll be gone by then. So all the best for your career. And uh, yeah, we won't wow. see you again. And that's how it, Sliding doors moment. It is absolutely a sliding doors moment. And that's how it worked out. And I obviously went at pick 17 to Geelong. Uh, so, yeah, so if that Brendan Favola did, trade didn't happen, then I might have been a Brisbane Lion. But uh, there is so many stories, so many interesting ones with that. I threw in Jimmy Tumpus there about being picked up by Melbourne and they didn't choose Ollie Wines. Um, throwing him under the bus a little bit there, Jimmy. But every single draft has that story. I got drafted before Nat Fife. So there you go, Bonds.